Welcome to Careers in Discovery, your window into the world of leaders in pharma and biotech, brought to you by Singular Talent, making hiring better for organizations involved in drug discovery and R&D. This week, we're talking to Zuzana Bajosko, CEO of Sixfold Bioscience, who are developing novel drug delivery technologies. She talks to us about her first year as a CEO and what she's learned and the importance of taking action. I'm here with Zuzana Bajosko from Sixfold Bioscience, a company developing novel drug delivery technologies. Zuzana, welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, To kick off, for those who might not know, can can you tell us a little bit more about Sixfold and the work that you're doing? Yeah, sure. So as you said, Sixfold is focused on developing new delivery systems for a new class of, um, of drugs, mm-hmm. cell and gene therapeutics. Yes. There's been a lot of progress recently when it comes to cell and gene therapeutics. You may have heard about technologies, gene editing technologies like CRISPR, mm-hmm. um, uh, gene, uh, gene technologies like mRNA-focused therapies. Yes. With Moderna, a great example of a company that recently IPO'd, it's mm-hmm. like huge. Um, or technologies like CAR T therapies, which are a new approach to cancer immunotherapies. Yes. Um, so a lot of progress in terms of um, clinical development, first commercial appro- commercial successes, regulatory approvals, mm. um, but an unmet need still remains and revolves around um, the ability to deliver such therapies to specific cells in vivo. And that's what, that's a challenge that we are trying to address at Sixfold, Mm -hmm. that of specific drug delivery to diseased cells. Okay, very interesting. And without giving the game away, can you tell us about your approach to it? Yeah, sure. Um, So up to now, most of uh, drug delivery systems are broadly focused on two strategies, Mm. viral vectors Mm -hmm. um, and lipid-based particles. Um, And both of these have certain disadvantages, mainly around toxicity, so safety issues, um, non-specificity for diseased cells um, that preclude them from being used to address more complex diseases such as cancer. Mm Um, which are sort of in deep organs, it's really difficult to reach them. You have to, um, again, be able to really differentiate between the diseased cells and the healthy cells. Yes. Um, And our technology is non-viral and non-lipid-based. Okay. Um, I I can probably tell you that you will see that from our website, that we use um, oligonucleotide-based technology. Mm -hmm. Okay, very interesting. Yeah. And the business has been running for a couple of years now? We started um, relatively recently. Mm -hmm. Um, Our first investment came in that really sort of helped us take the the whole thing off the ground and came in at the beginning of 2018, January 2018. Yes, okay. But I I have two Mm co-founders, George and Anna, and we've known each other for a long time. We met during um, our PhDs in Cambridge. I see, yeah. Um, but the business is relatively new, um, but it's all, all exciting. Uh, we're expanding the team. Mm-hmm. So I think we are in a good way to um, to really, you know, um, develop something meaningful. Yeah, 
Okay. And you've taken the role of CEO in the group. Um, and I imagine it's very difficult to pin down your job description and <laughs> what, you, what your what your sort of role yeah. begins and ends at. But tell us tell us a bit about what you spend most of your time doing as a CEO. Right. Well, I think I spend most of my time thinking about our our pipeline and you know just broadly speaking the strategy. Right. So how to how to um, de-risk our technology from Mm -hmm. a preclinical clinical point of view yes um also from a business point of view and how to maximize the value Mm. and in terms of you know doing that i have all these other tasks that i have to look after so that will be you know looking into um entering new valuable collaborations yeah. with academic partners, uh, but also, you know, talking to um, pharmaceutical companies, so our potential customers, mm. um, making sure that, you know, they are interested in our approach. Um, again, talking about possible partnerships. Um, and this is biotech. Yes. So, you know, you do need a lot of money to develop yeah. a drug. <laughs> So a lot of my time is actually spent uh, making sure that we have enough cat- capital mm-hmm. to, um, to to uh, to go really fast in yes. terms of developing our technology just to stay competitive. It's 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 a hugely exciting space, but it's also very competitive. Yeah, certainly, certainly. So you've been leading fundraising, getting to know investors, potential customers, yeah, yes, all, all this yes, kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Um, it's it's quite a broad role. Um, even though our team at this stage is not is not massive, no, sure. But uh, you would be surprised how much actually. You know, <laughs> even a small company like ours, there's just so many components to yes, running, and so so many different roles that need to be covered when you're running um, mm-hmm. uh, um, an SME. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what we're always interested in is people's journey in mm. their career and how they end up doing what they're doing and all that kind of thing. So where I like to start is if you can cast your mind right back um, to, to sort of your early memories of science and, and when you first sort of um, became very interested in science, what, what really sparked that that career path for you? Right. Um, I've always been interested in science, so it's it's not an easy question. Sure. Um, I I I um I studied in the UK. Um, mm. I studied bi- biological sciences. My course was very broad. Right. But um, I think at the end of my undergraduate journey, I did a short sort of hands-on project, research project. Mm. And I remember that project. That was in neuroscience. That was when I realised that I just really, really enjoyed doing research. Yes. And so I went on to do a PhD at Cambridge um, in neuroscience, in physiology development and neuroscience. And um, just thinking that you know I would like to be an academic. I would like an right. academic, academic career for myself. Um, and. What I did was pretty much basic research, mm-hmm. nothing very much applied, um, but those interests have changed as my PhD went on, sure. and I started feeling like, you know, just writing paper, I mean, again, basic research is very important, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, and, um, uh, uh, and it's hugely interesting. It's just that for me, I wanted 
to see my research being applied to right. solving yeah. um, very tangible, more tangible pro- problems um, like disease. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I started thinking about a career in, in, in the biotech industry. Yes. And being a rather proactive person, quite a competitive person, mm-hmm. and having the commercial, I guess, um, side to my interests as well. Um, you know, I, I, I met my co-founders at the end of my PhD and, yeah. and, and we identified a, a huge unmet clinical need and a technology to um, address that need mm-hmm. with. And we just embarked on the on, on the on the journey with sixfold. Yeah. <laughs> and tell me about those sort of origins then. So yeah. you know where where the idea came from and how it developed and how it became you know what it is today. Um. So it was definitely a case of actually not first having a solution and then trying to fit it into um, finding a, a need for it. Mm-hmm. Um. Sixfold is definitely sort of um, need-driven. So my co-founder, Anna, she did her PhD in cancer research, all her studies in in cancer research. Yes. Um, And we knew that there was this huge unmet need of drug delivery to cancer cells. Cancer cells are, you know, and cancer in general is particularly, is a particularly difficult target Mm -hmm. for drugs uh, because of its uh, inherent complexity. Yes. Um, you know, one tumor, a tumor in one patient is very different to the same tumor in sort of, you know, lung tumor in one patient. It's, of course, it's yeah. very different to lung tumor in another patient. And sure. even within an individual patient, each individual cancer cell uh-huh. will also be different. So there's huge complexity. And then when you think about, you know, drug delivery and, and successful drugs at the moment, most of them are just treating symptoms. Right. Right. Um we really wanted to develop something that would allow these new drugs that, you know, for the first time ever have a promise of the, of, of not only treating the symptoms, but actually curing disease. Mm. We wanted to help them get delivered so that, you know, you minimize any side effects. Right. You maximize, at the same time, you maximize the, uh, the potency and the efficacy. Um and then, you know, I, I bring some other skills to the table. George brings some other skills to the table. And we came up with um, with this technology, yes. uh, which is very different to what our competitors are doing. Um, obviously, the science didn't sort of, you know, uh, science requires a certain level of maturity um, mm-hmm. and years of research. So our science doesn't, you know, wasn't born just sort of one day. Yes, of course. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's a mature science, but I think overlooked science, mm. overlooked area of science that we are using right. to address the drug delivery challenge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically what it was. We, we came together, we identified the problem, and then we identified the potential solution. And we started working on it. And the first results that we've, and the results we've, we've seen so far are hugely promising. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And where did the impetus come from uh, for spinning it out into a, a commercial, well, not a commercial, but a, an industry business as opposed to... I suppose pursuing the research research academically or working with a, a bigger company to do it. You know, that's I suppose those are the more traditional routes. Where did the, the impetus come to form sixfold in order to develop the technology? 
Um, I think, you know, it was just, um, it, again, it's it's not that easy to pinpoint that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you, it, it, it is just sort of what I wanted to do with my life. Yes. I think I'm not just purely a scientist. Mm-hmm. I do have commercial interests as well. And, and, and I think, you know, we are very interested, the three of us, I, I hope I'm speaking on behalf of my co-founders as mm-hmm. well, um, we do have a strong interest in bringing a successful therapeutic to patients, but we also are very keen on learning how to have a successful business. Yes. And 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 having successful business, that just brings an extra excitement to the yeah. table. Um, but it also changes the way, it slightly changes the way you do um, research. Not right. in terms of its quality, no. but in terms of the speed. And, um, you know, there's just so many other things that you have to learn about and take into consideration when you are running a business and not just an academic lab. Yes, of course, of course. So I suppose thinking about, you know, there may be people finishing up their PhD think mm-hmm. that, that think they have an idea that could have commercial potential or mm-hmm. would like to pursue a similar path. You know, your first significant funding was just over a year ago. So there's been, I'm sure, lots and lots going on since then. Yeah. What have been, I suppose, let's start with the good things. What have been the highlights of the, that year? And what, what's the journey been like over the, that last year? The highlight? Oh, there's been so many great things, mm-hmm. so many stressful things. Sure, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll come on to that. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually think, you know what, I think... When we finally moved into our new office in our lab, we're sitting here right now. Right. Uh, so that's at the Imperial College Innovation Space. Mm-hmm. When I, um, I I remember one day when I, I was coming in and a bit late actually, or I, I was coming in from, from an early morning meeting and I saw um, our team members you know, the first employees in the office, mm-hmm. our office. Yes. <laughs> um, and I just remember, and the office looks really nice, and I just remember, you know, feeling actually very proud because I sure. built it from yeah. from scratch, from zero, mm-hmm. you know. And now we have great lab, great office, um, all the equipment that we need. We have great people involved. Um, that are coming from all the different fields, actually complementary fields of right. um, of life from life sciences. Um, but we are all focused on one common goal, and I don't know. It just yeah, that moment that was the highlight. Mm-hmm. That really made me proud. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine yeah. that feeling in your yeah. stomach. That just seeing them working on the yeah. computers, I was like, oh, this is this is all mine. It's yes. great. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic, and then. What are the you, you sort of alluded to this earlier? What what have been the the challenges or the things that have been surprises for you in in launching a business? Oh, you oh, this. I don't think that you can do any other job where you have to learn so much and you have to mm-hmm. learn so much so fast. Yes. Um, you really have to, you know, starting again, starting a business from scratch, you really have to learn about absolutely every single field that comes into it, right? Sure. So from from accounting point of view, legal point of view, setting up banking, hiring, which is super crucial at the beginning yeah. when you're starting up, um, raising money, how to speak to investors, uh, but then also, you know, you have to, you can't lose sort of, the research 
mm-hmm. from your side of uh, from, from your side at no point that's yes. that's the key right you always have to concentrate on your research making sure that um, your product the product you're developing is very competitive that it's progressing very fast but then you know all these other things as well mm. oh, you just learn so much <laughs> Um, but I, but I think I think you know closer to what you do and what you're interested in, you do realize very early on how important it is to bring on um, people, the right people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know what what I always talk to people about is that there's three things that go into a successful company. You need an idea or a product. You need some money to build it, and then you need to build a great team. And actually, if the first two aren't 100 percent there, but the the third one is. Mm. usually that's more successful than if the third one mm. isn't 100% there, but you've got mm. the best product in the world or the best funding in the world. Yeah. So what have you learned about hiring? Hiring? Then? Yeah. Um, well, my co-founder, George, is doing a great job mm-hmm. um, at hiring. Um, to be completely honest with you, um, I'm a relatively competitive person myself. Mm-hmm. And I've worked in different environments, um, not just in science, also outside of science. And um, I never paid too much attention at, at the sort of atmosphere of fit or right. you know, all these soft sides yes. to sort of, I don't know, talent recruitment. Um, because, you know, when I was applying for jobs, I felt like I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be, you know, apply to the best position I can, put it on my CV, you know, develop my, start developing my career. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't care whether, you know, I'm having a nice time right. while doing it. Yes. Um, whereas now when we are hiring, um, we actually pay a lot of attention to the fit you know, yeah. not just to DM the right set of skills in terms of, you know, hard skills or expertise, uh, which is hugely important. Yeah. Because, again, we are a very, you know, we're a small business um, and it's a very sort of wet lab research. So the people that we bring on board, we do want them to um, to have all the right knowledge and all the right skills to just start straight away in the lab. Yes, of course. Um, but they also have to be you know, they do have to fit into mm. the company. Our office is not huge. Yes. And anyone who, you know, would bring the energy down is wouldn't be an asset, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to get on. I mean, I, I am all for, you know, um, diversity um, in terms of personalities as well. Uh-huh. But they still have to fit what, you know, what we are looking for uh, yeah. broadly, right? And, and what we're looking for is somebody who is just excited about our vision and and has a, a certain level of energy. You know? Yes. Just so that we can sort of um, feed off each other energy. And yeah. And just kind of, you know, go faster and faster. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay, so so diversity of background, but a convergence in direction. I yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's nicely said. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, one of the other things that I think you've touched upon there is that Leadership is always about evolution, right, and personal growth and, and developing yeah. yourself and, and uh, becoming more than you were six months ago or a year ago or, or that kind of thing. Mm. Um, how do you think you've changed over the last year or so as a CEO and as, you know, as a leader? Right. It's just difficult questions. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big question, I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, how have I changed? Um 
you know, I definitely, I've not, before starting with Sixfold, I'd not had experience, you know, trying to um, sort of talking to investors and pitching my own business. Right, yeah. And that is a learned skill. That, yes. you know, that, so I'm definitely much better now at holding meetings with people mm-hmm. uh, when I'm trying to get some, uh, you know, funding out of it or whatever it would be. You know, it, yeah. it doesn't really matter. It doesn't need to be funding. Of course. But just sort of um, establishing a rela- relationships with people that comes much more easily to me now mm-hmm. after having spoken to, you know, hundreds of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as a CEO, what I've learned the most, I think, is that most people um, work best when you create a nice, rewarding atmosphere. Mm. And I've learned that it's very important to to listen to what everyone has to say. And, yes. you know, it's very important to stay humble and not think that your ideas are always the best ones mm-hmm. necessary. But at the same time, it's very important, I think, to you know to be decisive. Right. Um, yes. You have to be decisive. You have to listen, but you also have to be you know, yeah, decisive. Otherwise, the business just doesn't go forward as fast as it could. Yeah, you have to provide direction. I guess yeah. it's a difficult balance to be democratic and yeah. decisive. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that's that's what I'm learning, you know, just making sure that everyone has absolutely everything to feel empowered to do their work. Mm. Um, that's basically my role, right? Going yes. forward and making sure that, you know, the great team just works well. Yeah. And then I have this external relationships that, as I said, you know, that's something that I'm still learning, um, learning about. But I, I, I've, I've become better, much better. I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. How have you learned about that? Just by doing it, or has there been any any sort of advice you've received, or things you've done to to develop those skills? I think most of it actually comes from just having those interactions. Yeah. Um. You know, after sort of tenth time, you do feel much more self-confident. Mm. It's usually the same types of questions that yes. people ask, <laughs> um, and and you learn a little bit how to behave. I, I think you know this component. It's not just what you say; it's how you say it. That's sure. super important, and and just everything. You know, your mannerism, especially being a young founder. You know how you present yourself is mm. unfortunately hugely important. Unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to sure. take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just remind me the question because I, I feel like <laughs> I was going a bit off tangent. No, that's fine. I was just asking if it, if it had been really learning by doing or there was oh, any yeah, no, other I think learning by doing, but then actually um, we got quite a lot of support. So as, 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 as I said at the beginning, our first investment actually came from Y Combinator in the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, y Combinator is, um, is this um, accelerator or yes. a venture capital company actually, um, but also an accelerator. Mm. They invest in, in quite a few. They've been very successful. They were the first investors in, um, in companies like Dropbox um, yes. or in Airbnb. Mm. Um, and they now invest in quite a few very early stage companies they have amazing mentors mm-hmm. um, obviously amazing success stories and we did their program um, after they um, invested in us so we went to Silicon Valley for Silicon Valley for three months 
and that was obviously very helpful. I'm sure. So, <laughs> you know, um, just kind of listening to the stories and mm. taking on the advice. Um, I think what was actually best for us that came out of it um, was this change in terms of our attitude to running a business. Okay. It's very different. US is still very different, I think, to the UK. Yes. Um, and why Combinator, especially, maybe just to give you a bit more background, they traditionally they've been um, the expertise is actually in tech rather than biotech. Right. Even though they are now becoming more interested in biotech. Mm -hmm. But as you can imagine, in tech, you know, the, the development process to your product or first customer acquisition or you know, things like that is much shorter than in biotech. Yes. So they are very impatient. Mm. But that's good. They really kind of make you they instill this attitude of or sense of urgency. Right. You know, you have to get things done fast. Uh -huh. You have to like you can't stop. You have to keep innovating, keep improving, keep developing. Uh, time is crucial. Mm. Even in biotech. Yeah. The whole lean innovation and yeah, iteration. No, just, you know, just be fast. You know, mm. just to stay competitive, you have to concentrate on your product and just do absolutely everything you can to develop it, to develop it as quickly as you can. Absolutely. Obviously, without compromising on quality, but <laughs> of course, of course, and the, the regulatory requirements mean yeah, you have to do yeah, it. Yeah, you have right? to do so, it. But in terms yeah. of you know just starting the business, right? So doing our research here, you know, instead of spending. Uh, just think about, you know, how to run the, your biotech so that you can expedite the R&D. Right. It's yeah. more that than, you know. Yeah, no, it's an interesting take. Right. It's a mm. good way to look at it. Yeah. And obviously access to investors, that was very nice. I'm sure that helps. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so with that in mind, and you, you mentioned earlier when we were talking about hiring about um, the importance of people buying into the vision. So tell us a bit about the future for Sixfold and, and where the business is going. Right. Well, so at the moment, we are focused on positioning ourselves as a drug delivery company. Mm -hmm. And we have a great drug delivery candidate uh, that we want to develop preclinically. Uh, but in terms of our long-term vision, is it's very much the one focused on bringing precision medicine to patients. Right. Um. And to do that, we already started to uh, we've started to use an AI approach uh -huh. to again expediting our R and D process. Okay. Um, so there's a component of that as well. Yeah, very. But we do we do want to you know in the long term we do want to become an integrated biotech with our own uh, proprietary um, therapies. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that's the plan. So, that's the plan. So then that's move a, into this broader a, yeah. world of discovery and yeah. R and D. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so the final question really is, if you if you were talking to someone out there maybe who was in a similar position that you were in when they were finishing up their PhD, uh, who maybe has an idea about starting a company, but, um, you know, often it's fear that holds people back, right? It's fear of the unknown, fear of whether they can do it. What What's the sort of one or two pieces of advice you'd give them that, that you've picked up over the last year or so? Right. Um, well, this is going to be probably quite personal. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I just stress out about so many things and all the time, absolutely right. all the time. Yeah. Um, 
I just think much too often about all the things that can go wrong. And that was, again, a great lesson that we've learned from Y Combinator. Mm. You know, the best piece of advice um, that was given to us was just, you know, just act. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. Fair enough. Don't be afraid. Don't let the first stop here. That's that's pretty much it. Just Just do it. You know, there's so many people that have to be um, out there. They have to be told what to do, mm. right? Or are waiting because they are afraid um, to ask questions or take action. And, you know, you do have to take risks yes. to succeed. Perfect. Great advice. <laughs> <laughs> Susanna, yeah. thank you very much. That's uh, that's all my questions. Great, thanks, Great stuff. Thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks for coming thanks on. Thanks for having me. Of course. <laughs>